That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestle Mania alongside for the ride is a man that, well, I had to get him here, folks. He just, he he said he wasn't going to show up. He wasn't going to put me over. He was going to book a flight and he didn't leave, but he showed up and put on a hell of a an event in Las Vegas, JC. You literally had this box up. And then when you went to the countdown, you were just hoping that when uh, the music hit, that I would just be there. And there was a little delay, you know, maybe, but I did. I sat in my chair and I'm here in Nestle Mania. I am underpaid for sure. So you know, are we, we talk all about that after? But yeah, I mean, hey, double or nothing has come and gone. A big, big pay-per-view for AEW, a very long pay-per-view. Uh, Tony paid for uh, extra money to let an old lady talk, uh, allegedly, according to the spin doctor himself. But uh, WrestleMania, I think we got to start off with the MJF in the room because I like I obviously we were all following this all weekend. It took the Internet by storm. This and that. People had their opinions. People had their quote-unquote sources and all this and that. So it obviously was a big thing uh, with him. MJF is one of my favorite performers in wrestling, period. By far one of the biggest stars, if not the biggest star in AEW, in my opinion, right now. I think he just – the guy gets it. And as we, if we look back at the last couple pay-per-views, who has had like the marquee either match or leading in the marquee buildup? It's been MJF between Wardlow Punk and then him and Darby, I thought, stole the show. So, I mean, you can go back throughout his whole career. He's one of them. So, obviously, a guy like this gets a lot of attention. Um, the These reports, quote-unquote, have been swirling for months now about how unhappy he is with his money, which I'm sure this mofo is underpaid, dude. We see it in sports all the time. You get a young prospect signing some money, whether it's in the NFL or here, and you know, as they start playing, they realize they're a franchise player and they're underpaid. So you get holdouts in other sports. Here it's this. I believe there is some truth to that, Nestlemania. But when I look at situations like this, um, with this contract things and this and that, things that are reported with these dirty, dirty, dirt sheets, which, you know, definitely have an AW bias. I'm like, who has stuff to gain from all this happening? And everybody involved had stuff to gain from this whole thing. So, yes, I do believe it is true that MJF is probably upset with his contract. The motherfucker probably wants more money the next two years because it's not up to 2024, as uh, we're led to believe. So, yeah, I do believe that. But I also believe that Tony Khan realized that we got to sell this pay-per-view, man. We're going up against the Game 7 with a major market team, um, and we got to sell these pay-per-views, and we got to create some buzz. And so it just so happened the day before this pay-per-view where they need to create this buzz, where all week he was telling you that he has this plan to create to create like uh, he has situations to create this and saying that the best stories are in reality. He was laying breadcrumbs. I believe that there's a little bit of gray area here where yes, the MJF frustration can be true, but also it can be true that they're using this to sell some pay-per-views. I'm curious your thoughts. I definitely thought the, uh, nobody really cared about Samoa Joe not showing up to that meet and greet. That was just like, okay, whatever. But they, they made a big deal about MJF, which again made more this sense. This happens a lot. It really it, does. It's it sucks, odd. It's, but it's odd. It happens, you know, whatever. And that's fine. But the, the thing that I had, JC, was when I was looking at this, when I was really thinking about this, it thought I thought one thing crossed my mind, right? This doesn't help J MJF at all if he doesn't show up, right? Like, in my opinion, he was always going to show up. He might have he might have been waiting like he did probably to the last minute if that was a real thing. Or they, they could have hoodwinked us both here or everybody involved. And this is they're they're just laughing all the way to the bank. And there's there's so many scenarios that you can go through here. But what I thought about this was everybody was saying, oh, he booked a flight. To, and like, come on. Like, this dude knows money. There's this also dude, apparently no uh, record of him ever booking right. a flight. Right. There's no, there's no record. There's no nothing. And all I could think about was this dude has us talking. He knows what he's doing. And he's so much smarter than everybody else because he knows the value of what he brings. And let's think about this, right? Do you think Tony Collins is going to cut him from his contract? Absolutely not. 
So like he, so it's, if it is January 1st, 2024, then he's going to have a whole year to just sit out. Like, do you know how cold he would be on the sidelines by the time he would get to the WWE? That doesn't make any sense for him. He can't make his money. So this is more of a, if it's a real thing, which it, it could potentially be at some point, there's some, you know, back and forth here. They still got to put him on TV because he's the best thing on TV. And yeah. he also has to make sure that he shows if he has to go to the WWE that he can play ball because if they're already seeing an instance where they don't have to pay for it, that he's being difficult to work with, they're not going to shell out the money. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. And they, they can't negotiate contracts while contracts are going on. You got to wait to a period that it's okay. They're not going to, they're not going to meddle. So it's just, none of this made any sense to me that it was going to be a huge thing. Like he wasn't going to go, you know, but for me, what I would have done for, like I said, and I tweeted out was I love that they got him in and out and then whatever, they made it a big deal. But I just wanted to see them play the music. Nobody came out. Then Wardlow just dragged his ass out. Like, I think that would be kind of a cooler moment for Wardlow. He still got what he needed. But I felt like in a little bit of a moment here, I felt like Wardlow didn't get the maximum, you know, the maximizing oh thing here. Because I feel like, here's what I think. We were all concerned with MJF. And we're like, how could you do that to Wardlow? He's done this. He's done that. And obviously, he was going to do it anyway. But I feel like a lot of it went to MJF and not Wardlow. This was Wardlow's moment. So a lot of times I'm thinking about it like that. Like, not that he shit on it. He did a great job. He did, you know, the the stupid EMTs put the, the thing over his nose instead of his mouth, which was making me laugh. But like, you know, you thought about Max. Max, 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 Max. But Wardlow, this was supposed to be his moment, right? I so think I, it was. No, I think, see, that's why I disagree. I think it was. I think they did this well because the entire lead up was about MJF, which is sold the pay-per-view. Like, you need your top stars to sell that pay-per-view. They need to sell. There were a lot of people probably on the fence because they were probably either it was a long weekend with the holiday or they're like, they wanted to watch the basketball game. They're like, ah, you know, maybe I'll try to catch a replay somewhere or something. But I think a lot of people ended up being like, no, I have to buy this and have two things going at once because of this thing. I want to see how it plays out. And they were smart to kick it right off the show, being like, hey, if you're going to spend your money, you need to spend it right away because you don't want to miss the start of the show. I just, and I thought like, so that gets you there. But the moment, see, this is what I think they did everything right by Wardlow. Obviously, like they gave him the full Brock Lesnar treatment, but they gave him like, it was like they gave him the Goldberg treatment. Where they started the camera in the back of him in a fucking holding cell where they put drunk idiots and stuff uh, at events. They gave him like double handcuffs. They parade him out, had this lawn thing. MJF had so much heat from the fans. It was the like the thing. So Wardlow's reaction was even more. And then you get to the match and it was like the greatest hits of like a squash all in one. They let Wardlow just like do everything he wanted to do. They let Wardlow toy with MJF, play with his food, take his foot off for the pin. Ended up, I think he hit like 10 power bombs or something. And then he got the moment after where they put his graphic up on the Jumbotron. Out comes Cocaine Cowboy to give him the contract. Wardlow's all elite. So I was just, I thought this was like, the perfect, like everything about this to me was perfect. Like the storyline was so much fun all the way through. I thought this conclusion was perfect. Now Wardlow's there. We'll see what they do to him because it's hard in AEW, man, because they have so many people. So I'm curious like what he does next because I don't think he's challenging Punk right away. Like I, that'd be nah, cool, man. but I doubt it. Like does he go after the TNT title with Sky? Like he could, oh. if he does that, he probably has to Absolutely. beat him. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, in the short term, I'm curious to see what they do with him, but I just, I thought they did right by him. I thought it was amazing. I loved this match. I was on the edge of my seat. I rewatched it again yesterday. Like, the crowd was so hot for it, man. Like, this is how you create stars. Like, just like this feud is how you create a, a megastar of the future. And now we'll see what they do with it. Wardlow's got the size, he's got the look, he's got some charisma, he's got the power that you look for, man. Like this was this was a star making moment, and you know what? There's no bigger star maker in AW than MJF. That's a bold statement. That is a there very is. bold who, statement. Who has made more besides Cody, who left, and like he was sure. kind of made the Darbies and the MJFs, sure. but like in terms of who's on the roster now, like sure Jericho's helped with a lot of people, obviously, and stuff, and you can look to other guys, but like MJF like brings guys to the next level. I feel sure. like, and this Wardlow one's the best example of it. That's fair. That's fair. Moving on to the, I don't want to go through all 14 fucking matches or whatever. I, no. I just, I just wanted to say I enjoyed Hookhausen. I thought that was wonderful. Mm. I thought that made me laugh. I thought that was, that was just, it was exactly what it needed to be. I was, Perfect. I was like the fact that he's like in the corner doing his hook thing. And then he's just like staring at the camera. Like, what are you, what, what are you looking at? You know, like love that Dan Housen. You can't, you can't not love Dan Housen. So, uh, but I, I will say this much. I don't know if it's just the bad wheel still, or, or if he's got some rust or whatever, but I mean, it showed that uh, 
he should stick to his wheelhouse and stick to his lane, I think, because we talk about a, Jeff Hardy here. No, I'm talking about anybody, really. I mean, I mean, oh. there's a lot of people. I was going to say uh, Dan Housen needed to just stick to the comedy, oh. I think. But <laughs> that's just me. But we get we can go into. So there's well, an equipment issue. That's why I thought you were going to Jeff Hardy, because obviously he seemed to be having some trouble with his boot. He looked kind of funny. His entrance, he might have got concussed early on, like in this match, like. If, I know this was like a dream match for people. And I think, I mean, a lot of people, especially like these casual AW fans want to see the Hardys, but like this was, this was kind of uncomfortable for me to watch because Jeff didn't look right. And then obviously you have Matt having to do a lot of the work in the match, which Matt and work don't really go together as well anymore. I mean, it's just, it just happens when you get older, the guy can barely like move around very well. Um, so this match, it was what it was, but yeah, this was a little tough to watch. I think. I agree. I didn't didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I think I, I think it over like I overestimated in my head how great this match was going to be. And I, obviously, circumstances we don't know, so things happen. Uh, so it's a bummer for everybody involved. I'm sure they wanted more out of it, and I'm sure we deserved more out of it. And they don't want to give the fans any short change here. So yeah, it is what it is. But moving on to something else that I thought was definitely worthy, uh, at least for me, I I didn't want to watch this live, and I didn't. So I went back and watched it later which was the Anarchy in the Arena match. Oh, the God. only reason I'm bringing this up was because Eddie Kingston with the gasoline tank, I was sitting there going, he's directly out of Grand Theft Auto. Like, he just did... Everything in that match was nonsense. It didn't need to happen on the pay-per-view. It was them chewing up scenery in 25 minutes of the whole gaga, which again... It was definitely way too long. It was way was too long. Fun, as our boy Don said, but yeah. as it kept going, I was like, okay, gotta wrap this up, man. This, Do this, you want me to believe this is a fight? Like, yeah. the things that they're doing to each other? Like, people would be dead by now. Right, exactly. This wouldn't this wouldn't last long. And I think that's the problem I had with it. More than anything, I mean, there are obvious things like we can talk about, but I just thought it was funny that people were like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then I saw it and I went, what fucking thing are you watching? You know, but that's just me. I just, I, I can't do it. I, I, I love people in that match, but I thought that it was nonsensical towards the middle and end where I just went, what are we fucking doing here? And I, again, I appreciate the, 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 the end with Mox trying to be, you know, communicator and everything like that. Like, I appreciate all that stuff. But this entire arena match didn't need to happen. There were a lot of things, like you said, they got the extra hour, they felt the need, whatever. But like the Darby Allen and Kyle O'Reilly match, great, wonderful, but didn't care for it, didn't want to watch it. It wasn't a big deal for me. There were other matches on this card, like I love Anna Jay and Jade, but hey, you that know match what? was that match was the almost the worst match on the card. No, I but I mean, what did you expect? We're talking about two of more but, the more inexperienced superstars. Yeah, right? but here, they want to put them, no, no. Here's the thing, WrestleMania. Here's the thing. This is, I think, where like with AEW, why a match like this is a good decision. Jade is such a like star, future star, popular. Anna Jay, one of the most popular women they have on the roster. Like, if you're filling out a pay per view, this is what you want as opposed to just a standard, like, you could put like another Darby O'Reilly that would be like a good wrestling match, but it's like, no, we already have that. Give me this. And then obviously, like, this match became more than just Jade and Anna because you had Stokely Athaway uh, showing up and now is Jade's new manager, which people have been clamoring for since he uh, got let go by WWE. Then you have Stat come out, who we all wanted to be on this pay per view. I was kind of hoping she'd do the stare down with Jay's because the size differential in the stare downs were very funny. But um, then obviously we get Athena who was much shorter than Jade, but that was right. obviously cool where we wanted to see her in AW. And then for me, you get the Anna J Kira Hogan stare down. Like that's pulling at me. So I thought like this was, this was perfect for what it was. I'm glad they put it earlier in the night because that's where it needed to be. But they used something that was like you said, not going to, it was probably going to be the worst wrestled match on the card, but that's not why it's on there. And then they added like two debuts to it to make it memorable and make something that actually like you know does have ramifications going forward especially in this women's division as That's i said is there is there anything else that you want to really t talk about when it comes to double or nothing before, before the cm punk stuff i guess um i do want to talk about the uh page van zant debut because this to me i was very curious just to see like you get former fighters like see how they look in the ring and obviously like this is the first time we've seen her in a match there was something she did really well there was something she didn't do really well um the one thing i always notice is when you get former mma fighters is they struggle so much to sell oh, because yeah. in MMA, you're trained not to sell. You want to look tough because you don't want the judges to like see that you're wearing damage and that you're hurt. You want to look like, oh, that punch didn't hurt me or I was in that submission. I'm not tired. Mm -hmm. So I think the transition, that's always the hardest part. You saw in this match, like Tay would hit her with a big move and like you could tell in her face she was trying to act like she was hurt, but she, it was more like she just looked confused. But I do think that like, 
Um, I do think overall that her debut was a success. I thought this match was actually fun because this was one of those at the end. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a throwaway. But I just I like that Sammy and Tay finally embraced the full heel and them going the aesthetic with it. I like them having issues with Kazarian because that team obviously made no sense anyways. Um, but this match was all about Paige getting a debut and then the men of the year kind of getting ascended, which I think is smart because I do want to see Scorp have a long reign here. And I think this is a good way to kick it off because now he has two contenders that get out of here. You can't have a chance again. So get out of here. So I will say this much and then just maybe just me, the horn dog in me, but uh, Paige Van Zandt, uh, her, her gear was just, it was, it was, I mean, it was very, it was very un, it was very unpaged. Like is what Paige, I would say. Paige Van Zandt got famous for being a hot girl that beats people. Sass. Right. But I mean, but, but, but I, 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 when I watched it, I went, why does she look like somebody that's going to the gym? Because like, WrestleMania, it, it looked, you got to pay. You got to pay to see that on her OnlyFans. Oh, oh, oh she okay. Makes fucking bank on that shit. Like she's one of the. I mean, she's. I'm not gonna pay twenty five dollars yeah, a month I, for that, I, but that's I'm, okay. She might that's be more a, than that, honestly, because she's maybe she's worth it. Maybe she's we can get yeah, into that no, another time. I'm no, yeah, she, she, she can't, whatever. But it was just like it's Paige Van Zandt. And, and here's here's something that drives me bananas, like absolutely bananas, right? MMA people hate hitting the ropes you notice when like she bounced off the ropes all i could think about was this woman is afraid to get hit it's like it's not it's not natural it's That's not why. natural and i know and i listen it, it's it's ridiculous to think you whip somebody in the ropes and they come flying back the other yeah. way like i get it i get it it's weird. <laughs> but it was just like it was just like boing like she didn't even yep. like try so like i'm i'm praying that she does better next time but again she's not ready for prime time but again she's so good at everything else so it's hard it's hard to make that judgment call but again protecting her in a six person tag makes sense because mm -hmm. until we get that one-on-one -on -one, which i'm hoping they pause on for a very long time it probably will she's still Tay, like fighting in ufc too so but tay's tay's not, not somebody tay's, tay's not somebody that i think can drag a match out of her you need to put like somebody that is like a serena deep or you need you know you somebody that like can drag a match out of her that makes her protects her in a way that makes things work or you, you can't do that with her sure street sure fight. street fight's fine you could you put her in a cage i don't care i know you'd love that but that's fine AW cages are good by me, Nestle. Yeah. Anyway, so we get to get into the to the headline here. CM Punk, the uh, the needle mover, the uh, the the ratings getter, the financial successor. According of to the AW. cocaine cowboy. Oh my goodness gracious! Great balls of Tony. I could not understand. Like, did you watch that too? Like the press conference, it was just like he just went off on a tangent, and Punk was just like, "Jesus Christ, this guy is out of his mind." But again, he signed the paycheck, so go get him, boss. And just. I appreciated the match. I appreciated that Hangman had that like inner problem at the end there, and like, oh, I'm gonna save AEW, and I gotta go and beat him in the head and the belt and everything. Like, I get that. I but, thought they kind of lingered on it a little too long. Yeah, it started to make him look dumb. Yeah, I, I hate when the they do that because one of those things. Like, I know you. They do it for, like extra long so they get to the point, and the commentary can say it. But it's just like, don't like. I feel like most of insulting. us are smart enough where if like you picked it up, looked at it, looked at Punk. And then, like, hesitated for a minute and did it. It would be fine. But they, like, really, like, like stared at it like he was reading a novel off it. <laughs> yeah, he was waiting for a bus. But the other, the other thing, too, is here's here's my here's my biggest plea to CM Punk specifically is, okay, now you're the guy, right? Now you have no excuses here, folks. You can say that the WWE didn't put the machine behind you. You can say all this crap about whatever, that you were not a main event in, in WrestleMania, whatever. Let that linger. Let that go away, whatever. Now is the time to prove that you are what you say you are and you need to go out there and prove financially. You need to prove in the, in the ring. You need to prove in every aspect of life that you are as good as you say you are. And you don't, don't miss because if you miss, you are just another guy. You are just a Jag. That's what we're going to call you because that's CM, pretty harsh. <laughs> no, here's, here's the thing, right? He can be a financial success and that's wonderful. And I, I, I think hope he has been. I think he, he has is right been. about that. Yeah. I think he is. I, I just think that when you sit there and you, you grandstand so much at some point you have to back it up. But I thought this matchup made me feel, I fell out of love with CM Punk, the wrestler, because I felt like the longer it went, the it more it made me feel like, I just don't know if I want to watch a 25 minute CM Punk match anymore. I don't even want to watch a 15 minute CM Punk match anymore. I don't think he has the, the legs to do it anymore. And I, again, this might be his one and now only, and that's fine. And we can move on to something else and he can go to help people after he loses this one. But I, like I said, 
It's like flashes, but now I need consistency. I need consistency in my CM Punk because I believe, and again, I'm grading him harder because I love him. I gra I'm grading him harder because he, he says he's the best in the world. He doesn't say I'm just a great guy. He doesn't say I'm a great technical wrestler. He says he's the best in the world. Now you want a different moniker? I'll judge you on that. But you don't because you've left there for the last nine years, the same goddamn song and dance. So CM Punk, here's my challenge to you. You got to put the pedal to the metal, my man. You got to sit there and you got to do something about it because all eyes are on you. You've always wanted this. No excuses, nothing. You got to dunk, baby. This is it. You got to posterize it. This is, you got a touchdown. I'm telling you, Billy White Shoes Johnson it, baby. You got to do it. Well, we're living, we're living in Banana Land right now in WrestleMania because I'm going to be a lot softer on CM Punk here because I, I mean, I guess I'm looking at it more of like, I always felt like this was inevitable and I literally predicted this like the last like ever since this feud started and even before being like Punk will be the guy to beat Hayman because if not now when like CM Punk isn't the same CM Punk he was when he left WWE. It happens when you get older. So I guess what I'm looking at it like I don't need him to go out there and be the best wrestler on the show and have the best matches. I just had that in my champion and Adam Hayman page. So when I look at like the roller coaster of things it's like the next champion like CM Punk he needs to be more of like like you said the ticket sale guys or the entertaining guys aspect or the story guy or the promo guy and i think he can still do that at his older age here so i don't need him to go out there and have a matt classic every time but i will say in terms of like my expectations for him in ring i think for the most part he's reached them because i'm looking at it as like he is an older guy and he is going to be a little more limited do i think they did him a little bit of a disservice making this match so long yes i absolutely agree with that i would have liked it much shorter for sure but i look back at the last pay-per-view and i'm like mjf punk was fucking awesome in a weird ass fucking stipulation match and i loved it so he showed he's capable of that so i think yeah i think he can main event whether it's for this next six months or however long he has this thing i have no problem with it and i think He's going to do, for the most part, a good job. My expectations aren't going to be as high as you. I understand them because you be coming from an aspect of, like, he's one of your favorite ever that yeah. you're going to hold him to that standard. But I just got to look at it now. It's like I can't hold him to that standard anymore because he, he just he isn't capable. And, like, if he's, I do that, that's I'm asking him to fill those excuses, though, because it's I don't always need the champion to be, like, the best wrestler on the roster. If it that's, was, Daniel Bryan would have been the champion forever. So no, I CM Punk, that. I think, brings all the other aspects to it in terms of entertainment and story. Like, look at his last couple. He made this Heyman story where they had a lot of things kind of, like, thrown in the way because of COVID and other things. And it was still where I looked at it, and I was like, there was two matches I was really into on this card, and it was still one of them. You know, so I do have faith that I think he'll be fine. And I do think him on the headline of a card, there are a lot of intriguing matchups. And I'm looking down the line, and my hope is that MJF or Wardlow are the ones to dethrone him. But we'll see what happens. Could be Adam Cole. Who knows? Overall, 1 to 10. What do you think? Score for double or nothing. The pay-per-view? <sighs> my expectations were lower for this. Um, so I'll probably give it a... Seven to eight range. Wow. I did not expect that. Because I thought for the most part, like there were definitely some things I could have done without, but I thought a lot of things kind of exceeded my expectations. So overall, like, you know, I obviously was dealing with the Celtics live. So I saw through the Anna thing before the Celtics started that I had it on, but I couldn't really pay attention. So I rewatched everything yesterday. But I thought the things that I weren't looking, we didn't even talk about Thunder and Deeb. Like I had no expectations yeah. for that because the lead up that sucked. was wonderful. Figured the match would be good. That was good. I thought the triple threat tag was fun. Like I said, the Van Zandt stuff exceeded me like even O'Reilly Darby which I didn't give a fuck about like there was still some fun stuff there so I thought there wasn't really something besides the Hardys match that was really like oof but besides that I was pretty uh sports entertained throughout the whole pay-per-view wow you were sports entertained on a wrestling pay-per-view go figure Same I will say this much thing, people well they don't say that they say well, there's different things it's part of the gimmick bro well I will just say this much I will give it a five out of ten I thought they definitely didn't wow. deliver in my opinion I thought I thought I'm the Owen Hart stuff, I, I love that Martha got a, her her moment in the sun. I thought that was wonderful with the creepy hug from you know Tony and all that other random stuff. I thought the belts are bomb. I thought that, that those belts are great. I love pink belts, so I'm in on those. Uh, I thought the trophy was a little bit weird that they got a trophy and a belt, but that's beside the point. But I, I will say overall, I thought that when I was watching it, and again, I'm a little bit harder of a grader, and that's fine. I thought that they tout this every year as one of the big four, and I thought this fell on deaf ears for me. I thought like I didn't wow, enjoy it as much. Harsh. I, no, I, I didn't. I, I, I think that this was a, again, everybody gave their best effort, but it wasn't enough for me. Let me ask That's you all. this, Nestle. How many matches did you get right in predictions? 
Oh, I was terrible this month. I think it may be five, ten. Uh -huh. No, I'm not uh -huh. maybe eight, six, seven. No, you beat me. You beat oh, me. Oh, five. Big so you gave it the same rating as the number you got correct. Right? Oh, I, I see what a correlation. That's what I'm going. I'm just going here, being like you didn't enjoy it, probably because you were on. No, no, no. Oh. But seriously, like I mean, I got eleven out of what are there fourteen? Like I yeah. did pretty good. I don't know. For some reason, I do. I think I only do. I like do very mid on WWE yeah. because they kind of like more random. Whereas I feel like AEW, like I just look at it like, what will the the fans want? Because that's kind of how Tony books. Like, I feel like with a lot of the AEW results, like, um, like occasionally you're surprised, but most of the time, like I, I'm never surprised, but I'm never upset because it makes sense. If you know what I mean, just on how, like, I feel like he lays the breadcrumbs really well to tell you exactly what he's going to do where WWE will lay the breadcrumbs and then like, just flip it on ahead just for fun. Um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a little correlation there of why, uh, you didn't enjoy it. Oh, did I lose you or did you lose me? What is going on here? Do I have to fill? Do I have to fill WrestleMania? Oh, man. Am I on a platform right now to just uh, say whatever I want? Oh, man. This is wild. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, I did really actually enjoy Double or Nothing. Um, we didn't really hit on the triple threat tag. I know a lot of people were kind of hoping for new tag champs there. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like neither of those two teams, like, should really. Oh, he's back. He's back. There we go. And I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell happened. So good. Now you dropped that. I just, I was just filming talking about the tag titles, saying how I was fine with uh, Jurassic Express retaining because, I mean, I think they lose to a real team. That's why. That's all. But we can move on now. I was just trying to fill while you were gone. I don't know what the hell happened there. Yeah, you must, you must have had to go to the bathroom. That's all good. Maybe. I don't know on the, on the audio end what we're going to do, but we'll figure that out that's too. That's fine. I just, I just kept talking. So that's fine. I'll have to watch. Uh, yeah, so let's get into the regular part of the show. Sorry about that, folks. Wow, that was weird. You're always uh, in the shine, much like Mandy Rose, the measuring stick of all champions in the world. Uh, Nestlemania? Um, I actually, you know, we I think we kind of agreed that Raw was kind of mid. So there were, like, a couple good things on Raw we can get to, but Nestlemania, I think in the shine, I do think we have to start on SmackDown. I do think we have to start with the Usos because... They got their moment. They got to have their moment with the crowd appreciating them. They kind of like the broke the character, quote unquote, a little bit. Just so, you know, I like when they do this in wrestling. Like, just give it a little time to breathe to let people appreciate them. But then what do you do? You got to flip it back around. And they did that. Not the most smooth as like a Miz would do or a KO or someone. But I did like that they did it. So they had their moment. They got the heat back. And then we moved on to what's next. Yeah, what's next? That's going to be exciting. Hey, you know what? I honestly, like, when they did it, I'm like, Riddle Nakamura together doesn't knock my socks off, but both of their tag Shocker. team partners were injured by the Usos, so it makes sense. You know, it just makes sense. I I hope it makes sense. It just, the, the, the Bronin and the Ronin, I was just like, oh boy, hey, this is what we're going Roman's going to be a fucking coward, and now we're going on, like, two months here where that coward won't defend those two titles, and he's just going to hold them hostage and be a fucking paper champion, then, you know what, wow. the Usos and Riddle, they got to carry, and I thought Riddle, Riddle's getting huge reactions right now, so if that fucking coward Roman Reigns ever does come back, then uh, I hope Riddle gives him a run for his money. Well, then you went yeah, no, right there. Man. I look, I love Roman Reigns, but I'm like, since there's so many, the motherfuckers done nothing. I'm sick of it. You can't hold two world titles and then just not defend them. I don't care how good Cody and Seth have been. Like, it's just like, well, hey, just, so we, we like people shit on Brock Lesnar for doing it, but it's like, no, it's just, it's the same thing. Roman is, doing, Roman is doing what Brock Lesnar's doing. At least Ronda's mm -hmm. come back and defended her title twice, even though she's not for the pay per view this Sunday. At least she's been on TV defending it. Roman's been on TV, but he won't defend it. Coward. Coward, Roman. I'm calling you out. He does not like you, folks. He doesn't care. He's the, he's the tribal chief. I'm like care. that little kid in the crowd. Did you yeah. see this going around? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mug, yeah. And Roman mean mug the back. Like, Roman's amazing. Like, dude, defend those. Show belts, up. Baby. Show up. No, I yeah. get you. I get you. Look, the, the problem I've had about everything is that it, I agree. But also the Usos got their moment. I'm not necessarily loving the fact that, like, the first people are Shin and, you know, Riddle, but whatever. I last week, though, who are they gonna fight? Right. No, I, 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 we're screwed. We're screwed on all Street fronts. Folks. That's really the only team. That so I you did, in. you did mention something that I thought we perked my ears up in here and said something that I, I think is worth definitely shine. Uh, here is uh Seth and Cody, uh, a wonderful promo and uh, great, and you know the respect that that Cody laid out that was wonderful. And then of course you know ah 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 in Iowa the crowd loved him. And then, of course, he said the line that everybody's been tweeting out saying, you and your friends, you know, you tried to create a business, try to take down what I built here, and then you destroyed a throne, and then you came back to try to sit on it. And I was just like, what a great line. What a great line to be like, you destroyed a throne. You didn't want to be here. Now you're here. And he's like, I don't like you. I'm going to say it again. I don't like you. 
It's so good. I man. love it. I, I I love how good it is. I don't want it to end. I just feel like, thank God, money in the banks around the corner because it's it's such a it's a natural like. Well, that's the thing. It's like thing. it can end, but they can also still continue to go right. back and forth because these two are both they, these two should be the two favorites for the ladder match. Right. Exactly. And I think that's the kind of the point of it all would be kind of funny is just to see them like, I thought we were done. No, we got to climb, like meet up at the ladder. God damn it. I thought you were done. You know, so uh, we're going to see where that goes with it. We'll get to I, predictions later in WrestleMania, but we could be looking at a Cody three says zero. We could be. We don't know. We have no idea. Uh, I don't think there's a lot to talk about. That was definitely, I don't know, shine worthy. The only other shot I have would be stepping on potential comeback opportunities. So I'd be fine to go to the heat. We can go right to the heat. Here we <laughs> go. There go. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. There's a lot to talk about here. I'm just going to go through SmackDown to Raw because it's just easier to see it on my my uh, my feed here. Shotzi pumping people up, getting locked out. I thought was at least she's on That's TV. Yeah, but then something. like, but then like, okay, then we have a tag match. I'm sorry, it was a Raquel versus Ronda Part Two, broken up into a tag match with the Queen of whatever. Who gives a shit? And then that happened, and it makes me go, okay, we're 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 making it. Maybe we're going for Ronda, Shayna, well, which everybody you know, wants. So that's my problem with this is like. I understand Natalia and Shayna being frustrated, but it was like the way they did this to have Shayna and Natalia just attack, they kind of like dismissed the relationship we know Rhonda and Shayna have, where it's like, we're excited that someday you will set up a rivalry between them, but like we've seen in the Royal Rumble, like they're fucking buds still. We know they're buds. So to have her just run out and like not really like build it up, like it matters that Shayna's like attacking Rhonda, it just. I don't know. That's where I think they kind of dropped the ball a little bit on this because I have no problem. I love that they're getting all the women on the roster involved. This is something that Raw's done so well. They've created a strong division, something that NXT does very well and has done all the time. SmackDown's division has always been like the two that are fighting. That's it. So I do like the Shotzi and Leah thing is silly, sure. But the one part that really stood out to me was that Shayna Ronda angle. It's just like you can't just have her do that with like nothing with no ex like explanation or like really building it up to me. That's she doesn't give a damn about your reputation. No, not me. Come on. She doesn't care. Rhonda's there for the moolah. Come on. Not the fabulous moolah, but the moolah moolah. Are we all there for the moolah? Come on. I mean, mm, yeah, but that's fine. Uh, something I want to talk about, Yashanki is doing his day best dancing and trying to take away Ricochet's girl. How you doing? Uh, that was fun. Uh, I couldn't believe that was a jobber alert, but I was I was actually entertained by Shanky. Like I was sitting there going, this is the most entertained I've been by this entire thing. And then, you know, like Los Atharios win, whatever, jobber alert. But all I could think about was, we're not talking about gender. We're not talking about any, but we're talking about Shanky. And he's like, I don't know what he's going to do, but now I'm interested. Well, did you see Kevin Owens tweet? He yeah, tweeted out to take down Roman. Yeah. I fucking laughed. I was like, this is what, this is why WWE separates themselves is they can take something that is so fucking ridiculous and stupid and make it so cheesy that it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. And that's like when you have these launch shows, mixing that into the mid card, this was like the idea of the 24 seven title, but they kind of ruined it there. But like, Shanky seems like a perfect guy for this on SmackDown. Just a little comic relief. Him and Gulak. Comic yeah, and relief uh, guy. Unfortunately, you know, Gulak should be taken a little bit more seriously, but he won't be that time. Hey, he's involved kind of in a title picture. Sort of, kind of. I mean, we can talk about that when you want to take a victory lap later. That's okay. That's <laughs> fine. I mean, it is what it is. But uh, going over to Raw, of course, we had Bianca and Asuka. And, of course, that match happened. And then immediately Becky Lynch gets the upper hand. It, it, it worked, but it was just like, okay, Asuka lost clean. To the to the champ. And now Becky Lynch hits everybody and then we're back to like it's almost like don't pay attention to the result because as fast as it happens, it's taken away, at least physically or, or mentally. They think that 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 works. I don't know from a perspective if that really does work, though. This was tough for me, too, because the last couple of weeks I'm looking at this, Oscar came back and beat Becky, which I thought was a huge moment, big moment for Oscar. Then they literally like undo it. By having Becky beat her again. It's like, okay. And then this week, like you said, you ever lose clean to the champ? And she's like, well, Asuka's not a contender then. Right. So she's you come back as like a big contender. Like, this is exciting. We can have Asuka Bianca at a future pay-per-view. We can have Becky Bianca rematch at a future pay-per-view. We have Becky Asuka. But it's just like, you've taken all those matches and thrown them on TV in three weeks. And you've just kind of made this. The triple threat match is probably going to be fucking awesome. These are three of the better performers they have. But the lead up man, like... Like you said, they just kind of like throw it up out there. I was just like, what are we doing? It was, and I, I'm assuming because of what happened with, you know, Sasha and Naomi, maybe that really did throw for a loop. We won't really know for sure. But if it did, they're doing the best they can. But uh, are they though? I think they could have done a lot better. I mean, you, 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 you panic, you throw out the people that you know will deliver. I think the three of those women will deliver. I just think that there's no one else in the roster that can like they, the three of them. So I expect, you know, Bianca to, to reign supreme and continue on and, and Becky a bitch. Should. And, 
and and Oscar will eat a pin and go back to you know Oscar territory, which is awesome in the ring. Nobody will take you seriously because you just you're you're a colorful loser. You know what wow. I mean? Like that's that is harsh. Well, I mean they don't they they dust her off when they need her, but they don't they don't treat her with the respect she deserves. Yeah, she's like the, she's like the typical like Finn Balor, Dolph Ziggler of the uh, WWE roster, like plug and play. She's over with the crowd. She's a great wrestler. You like that's that's I think a lot of people like if you're not being pushed, like I don't I, I don't think it's a terrible spot to be because at least you're over still and you use you and you're reliable. So you have that going for you. Does pride matter? That's really what it comes down to. If it doesn't matter to you, then good for you. I you mean, can, can... It is money talks, it's, bullshit walks, yeah. baby. I know I understand. As long as you get paid and you're performing, that's all that matters. Double P, baby. Push and pee. Sure. Is that a song? You don't, that you don't even know what that means. I, I don't know why I dropped that. Why, what is that anyway? Push and pee. What is that? It's from a song. Yes. Bruh. Do you think I, do you think? Bruh, he dropped the bra. Oh, Nestle. Give me a beat. I'm not as white as I look. I know with a, with, wow. a, with a baby blue jacket and a uh, Hurricane Helms haircut, I look as white as possible. But I do have I do have some moves. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, I just may not be as, uh, you know, up to date on the old hip hop. Just throwing it out there. So it's what it is. It's all good. Uh, 2000s R&B and, and rap. I'm right there. I love 2000s. That was my jam. Just FYI. I, I, I agree with that, I think that. A lot of the new age stuff I don't like. But I to, me, to me, I believe 2000s R&B and hip hop and rap to me, is some of the best creative stuff I've ever listened to in my life, ever. I like the, I love the '90s stuff too, but I do obviously like it was like a vintage. It was a big time in our lives for us in the 2000s. Luda, so. Luda Chris alone, lyrical poet. I don't care what anybody says. Doesn't get enough respect. Get back! There's a nestle coming through. Just mix <laughs> Luda Chris and Hurricane. You know. All right. Anyway, going back to things are terrible. Six man tag. Yay! Ezekiel wins with uh, those people. Baby faces win. Who gives a fuck? Right? It is what it is. Dewdrop loses to Bliss in not. A jobber alert, just barely, but Bliss wins is what it is. The Street Profits and the Miz are on Miz TV. I don't know what the hell. I was happened. so mad they interrupted this with a twenty four seven title. This was so much fun. It was. We don't get. We haven't seen like the Miz and Montez and Angelo. It's just like, like those are. This was that was a typical. Be like, you guys are so entertaining. Go out there and do your thing. And I was like, yeah, let's let this continue. Even if we have a throwaway Miz versus Montez match, but then they have fucking stupid ass Dana Brooke and the fucking clown posse run out, and I was like. Uh, yes, the street profits reacting to what was happening was hilarious, but I was so mad they cut this short. <laughs> I was I was sitting there going, it did nothing for nothing. Like it literally did nothing for the Miz and the Street Profits. Time it was filler. just like it was time. It absolutely was filler. And it was just like we didn't even get any inkling of what the, the Street Profits wanted. We got nothing about the Miz. And it was just it was great. It was entertaining and it was like a very much a rock-esque kind of thing that they were doing. I loved that portion of it. But then they paraded out the buffoons and the buffoonery happened. And then like, oh, great. Like at least Tozawa won. And I thought that was wonderful with the backslide. I thought that was like funny. But again, we've we've beaten it so bad into the into the depths of hell that we don't care. We don't care at all. And it's just it's difficult. It's absolutely atrocious. So I'm just I'm sitting here like beating my head into the ground. And of course, next we have Champa and Ali, which again wins by DQ. Because this whole thing is set up Service for you know, United States Championship, whatever. But again, they had a promo backstage. He, you know, and then he attacked him and said, you know, hometown my ass and walked away, which again, I appreciated, but it just feels like they're not letting him win at all. And like yes. the fact that the fact that he's not going to win on Sunday is just going to be another like exclamation point to being like, you could have fed the guy at least a W somewhere in this because well, he's not going to win on Sunday. Here's my no thing, WrestleMania. Like, I, I like what they're doing. If they do eventually push him at some point, is fucking genius because they are making you so fucking mad watching the way they're treating him. It's just like it's gonna make him even more and more over that. I don't think you give him a payoff random win now. I think you keep doing this, and then maybe if he gets a chance at something on like a SummerSlam or a bigger pay per view, like maybe you pay it off then. And there you go, you created a really strong baby face. Like, but I think for the purpose of this, it's like. I didn't mind the way they did it. Like, granted, it was pretty much throwaway. Like, I would have loved to see uh, Ali and Champ actually wrestle a little more. And I do right. think Theory Ali is going to be a lot of fun on Sunday. But inevitably, yes, Theory will, like, slither his way out. But in terms of, like, them adding this to the pay-per-view, like, I think it's a good ad for Hell in a Cell for sure. Was it lazy the way they did it? I guess you can call it that. But I still think this is all by design because they're just propping up. So eventually when Ali does get a win, it'll be a big deal. And I, I can I can be talked into that. That's fine. But here's it's frustrating. The journey's going to be frustrating. Oh, so. and I, listen, I I want him to to succeed in the worst way possible. I think he's the f most fluid person I've ever seen go in between those ropes. 
But the fact of the matter remains. Really high praise. Wow. Coming from Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah. And well, I, uh, The Rock is fluid. To me, The Rock is fluid in that ring. Daniel Bryan, fluid in that ring. Bret Hart, fluid, fluid in that ring. Hey, that's a scrub reference. He's got fluid. Got fluid. I love scrubs, by the way. I'm on, I'm on season seven right now. This is when it starts to take a bad turn because it's like, I believe like a jump the shark on six and seven, but that's yeah. just me. I still watch them all because I just, I just love the characters, man. I just, I just think they're great characters, but I don't think any of them would work nowadays. That's like 20 years old. That makes Why me. Why is cool. there a fork in the pancake drawer? <laughs> Why is there a pancake in the fork drawer? Uh, no, look, I just, I wanted to say this very quickly though. Like here's my, here's my, my plea, right? Like when I look at Monday night raw, it felt like it was an advertisement that I could miss. The whole three hours felt like an Typical entire go home. Yeah. And that, that was tough for me. It's like, how do you, how do you tell somebody to watch wrestling when nothing happened essentially to me? Like it felt like a pot, like for me, raw is one thing. Cause at least there's six matches from raw on hell in a cell. There are zero on SmackDown. So I have zero interest on, on what's going on in SmackDown. They're going to have to pull teeth for me to enjoy it. I can tell you why raw sucked this week. WrestleMania. What was, what was missing? Plenty. No, but what? who was missing? Edge. Edge was missing. No. That's well, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was one of the better segments on Raw. <laughs> okay. Who in particular was missing that has been a phenomenon since he debuted? He hasn't lost. He stretched out a ton of people and he's Guthrie's favorite wrestler. Veer. I forgot all about Veer. No, Veer. Show sucked. There's your proof, Guthrie. Suck it. That's a needle mover right there. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Wow. I mean, that, that I got glorious your back, name. Ray Ray in one end. I got your back. Anyway, Here's moving on to. Moving on to things that make me upset. Uh, these contender matches continue to happen for titles that don't matter. And then, of course, you know, the contract signing. I mean, it, it was the main event. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, maybe the ring's going to break. Maybe they're going to do something cool. And it was just like fucking throw them through a table. Bam, 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 by copyright. And that was it. And I, I, I was falling asleep at 1045 going, I got to see if this is fucking good. I got to see if this is fucking good. Then I get to the copyright and I almost threw my iPad. I was so angry that I, I stayed up for this because all I could think about was you can't make this matter to me. Nothing. Nothing can make this matter. Let's just call it a fart. Let's move on and let's get something less flatulent on my screen because I just couldn't deal with it. When I was watching it, all I thought was this is awful. This this entire thing is awful. This is MVP just waxing poetic saying how great he is and it was just stupid. I don't know. It was just, it was ridiculous. I don't know. I, I, you, we have uh, a comment here. I just want to say, someone said, I was at Raw last night. I felt like the crowd was hot, but I'm not sure how it came off on TV. I don't think the crowd was an issue, uh, Juggernaut. Thank you for the comment. I really, I don't. I just thought that the show, it just, it lacked, uh, especially when like you're just watching on TV, it lacked like moving things forward or really like anything great. Like the matches were really good. We're probably going to talk about uh, one of them a little later on, but and like even like the Bianca match, it was very good. It just like, it was a lot of like it didn't do much. Like the six man tag was fun. Like those things for I know it's the crowd. I didn't think once that the crowd was like dead for anything. I thought I thought you guys did your part. I just thought in terms of the show it wasn't great. Um, but uh, what were we talking about before? That's no, contract signing. How contract signing? Oh, so there were two things that I enjoyed about this, and uh, you can probably guess one of them. Well, yeah, obviously. But Cedric I, Alexander. Yeah, of course. The other part was when the camera accidentally caught MVP telling Lashley to look at Omos when he was looking at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. I love Lashley, but like, I mean, he's already a brutal baby face, but like, we already know that like, in terms of like the charisma and like the entertainment aspect of it, Lashley's not good at it. That's why he's better with the manager. So just watching MVP still having that coach. Yeah, it took everybody out of their moment. It being made like, me laugh. I was like, okay, at least like that's something that like... I'm going to remember. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> and to Juggernaut's point, like Juggernaut made a great point saying the crowd was hot. So here's what I, I mean, they were in Iowa, I believe last night. So, you know, the, the thing I believe personally is like when people don't get WWE coming around to them as much, they, they, they get hotter and hotter and hotter. Because and Seth so Cody, the, the crowd was on fire too. Like, as right, and, and that like, translates. The good that, stuff was on fire. I thought Rhea yeah. lived like the club stuff. Like yeah. that stuff got the crowd on fire as it should. Cause that's the two best things going on raw right, right. now. But there, the, it, it, it is a hard pill to swallow when you're watching it home. And I think that's the difference yeah. maker. Like when you're at an event, yeah, you're jazzed. You're there. You spent your hard-earned money. You get your merchandise. You get some food. You get to be with that's people so that you like. like six-man tags live because they're fun. Right. When you're, TV, when you're yeah. when you're there, when you're there, it's fun because it's yeah. an, it's it's like going something special, like you're making it a special occasion. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's what Iowa did last night. They made it a special occasion for themselves. And that's awesome. But at home, I'm watching this going. 
this is the drizzling shits. Some of yeah. this is awful, awful. And I just, it felt like, and I, and again, we look at it from a different, you know, different perspective where you and I specifically look at it from a TV perspective because we yeah. work in TV, but it's just, it's hard because you look at it and go, well, what could you do? You could, you, you could have done anything, anything to make this better. And they didn't, yeah, was, they didn't make, they made no effort whatsoever. And it felt like you want to talk about someone just skipping rocks and whistling and not actually putting in an effort. This was it. This was absolutely just coasting to Sunday, coasting yeah. to Sunday. And uh, I will say, because uh, we've been harsh on Raw, but on SmackDown, I was incredibly let down by the main event. We obviously had the reveal of who New Day's uh, partner is going to be. And it was fucking, I don't know what to do with them. Let's throw Drew McIntyre, Schlotty Swordboy out. I was just like, I literally turned it off. I'm like, I'm not watching this. Uh, they don't deserve me to watch this because I am mad. I hope I didn't miss any great Butch stuff. But no. like the minute fucking McIntyre's music hit, I hit delete record. Done. Done. It wasn't. It was. I mean, the only thing you missed was his hip jive and like shove. You know, like the uncomfortable. Like, look at me. I'm a six yeah. foot seven. I've seen that Scotsman, seen that which before. again was entertaining. It was definitely Don't entertaining. Care. But it was bad. I mean, I again, we're harsh on Drew for different reasons, but because our expectations are high for him. That's why. Yeah, and I think again, once we get to Clash, I think when we get that in September, I, he'll get his moment. I'll be happy for him. Uh, but but. God, there needs to be another they layer. They need to figure something out for him to do before then because, man, like, I think even Guthrie was, like, a big Drew guy, like, literally was saying on Twitter, like, they don't know what to do with him right now. Like, they kind of started a thing with Sammy then threw it away. So, it's just, like, I don't know, man. I just figure something like a short-term feud. Like, SmackDown seems to be the show where they're grabbing a few Raw guys just to bring over to help with the depth while Roman's on his fucking permanent vacation or whatever he's doing. So maybe if there's someone on Raw who would be an interesting little short feud for McIntyre, just something like, I'm sure he'll be in Money in the Bank. That'll help. But it's just like, Drew needs something to do right now. He really does. You've got to give him something like the like the Corbin thing was like, like they stretched that out a long time, like whatever. It's like they, they need someone for Drew to work against. They really Drew, do. Drew McIntyre is going to win Money in the Bank and say he's going to cash it in at the Clash. I think I that's, see that. That, that to me is my front runner right now because the rest of it doesn't make any sense either way. And I think it, it'll, I think they already sold out the Clash, but I think that'll get people more excited for, you know, the selling of well, the Clash. Well, that's for, the thing is for me, it's like I would, I wouldn't like that personally because. McIntyre facing him for the title that Clash sells itself. He don't need a goddamn contract to do that. So, but they, like for, I, but they've done that for before. Everybody else in yeah. the universe, they, not they necessarily could. where they are. No, so. I know, but like he doesn't need that. They could use the money in the bank to sell something else. And if you believe the promo, the money in the banks for the main event or WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, see, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. and I do. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but when Cody said that in the promo, I think that means like you can either guarantee we're like sure you could call your shot then, but if you become champion you could punch your ticket by being the champ. You know what I mean? So there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, I think like, it was, an, it was like an option. Like, you could even, you know, like yeah, instead of uh, exactly. this is what it is. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Anything else? Or would you like to get hopeful? I think we're, we Let's get hopeful. Glory! I will start off because we actually didn't uh, mention this in the shine, which uh, it obviously was shine. That is KO and Sammy, Sammy together. It's absolute fucking magic like having the ko show on smackdown this is the thing where it's like grab a guy from raw to help do things on smackdown like i was fine with this it's like a little one-off because him and sammy we know their chemistry together i thought i love how they brought up their history about how last time maybe they didn't get a lawn and then they started to get a lawn but then they started to argue being like oh yeah well that is elias no yeah they just kind of like went back on it like that stuff was fun and it got me thinking it's like man i've been hoping for this forever like at some point like just let ko and sammy be the tag team together and I was like, they'd be awesome because in the promos, they're always entertainment. They're two guys that always are on TV because they're just two of the more entertaining guys they have. They're both phenomenal wrestlers. We know their relationship. We know their chemistry. They are literally the perfect tag team at some point. Whenever WWE wants to pull the trigger. And we're looking at it now. We're more talking about like WWE has some good tag teams, but no one seems to be on the Usos level. If they got these two together at some point, my hope would be that this duo, whether you have a story where they all both turn babyface and the Usos stay heels, or if over time the Usos just become babyfaces um, and these guys are heels, like I want KO and Sammy to be the ones to defeat the Usos down the line because I think it's something fresh. I think it's two of their top stars, two of their more underrated guys, two of their guys that are just good at everything and the relationship's there and it makes sense. So that's my hope. It's like it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It doesn't have to happen in a month. It doesn't have to happen in six months. But down the line, when it is time for the Usos to lose those titles, I want it to be KO and Sammy. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Well done. That was actually going to be one of my hopes, so I'm glad you did it. Uh, my hope, my hope this week is, is with a particular thing that was, well, it was debuted last week, but we got really close talker again, Max do 
Capri. Uh, the close talker, and he's official this week. So uh, all the uh, die, you know, they say that they cross the T's, dot the I's. And so I was thinking about this, JC, and I, I thought to myself, maximum male models. Now, does that mean that he has to have maximum height? Do they have to have maximum something? All I could think about was, here's a correlation I'm starting to think of. Shanky is definitely not going to continue with uh, your boy Jinder. So I'm thinking the maximum male models was probably going to pick up Shanky here just as, as a scoop. Just <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. But they're gonna have it. You're gonna have a different, like vast array. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna look ridiculous. Oh. Screw, screw Mace. Maybe we could throw a T bar in here. But here's, here's my thing, right? Here's where, here's where I'm gonna say we're gonna take a serious turn for a moment. Like I know you're gonna laugh and kind of whatever. But models also have to be pretty, right? Like there's somebody that has to be pretty. Now you can throw in a Veer. You could throw in a Veer because he's handsome, right? You could, you could, you could get him to that next level. The other thing I was thinking about here. Was a great point here by Juggernaut. You could do something very much like you this right here. With when Tyler you Breeze. said pretty, that's immediately uh, popped in yeah, my head because you know yeah. that's my guy. Yeah, Tyler and we Breeze. all love Tyler Breeze, so that makes perfect sense. I agree. I totally agree with Juggernaut. But here's the other thing, too, that I will say. The other thing that popped into my head, which I think he has to lose the IC title first, would be Pretty Ricky. I think Ricochet, having, like having somebody talk for him and being pretty and being everything else here, I think... He can dress like a model. He like you put him on a red carpet. Man looks fresh. He looks great. He is handsome. He is handsome. He really is. He is really handsome. And I think that's the thing that they're missing here. There are so many people that are just handsome in WWE. They're just gorgeous. They're just hot. They just they're just hot. hot. But they don't do anything with them. So here's what you do: you get Max Dupree and you put him with me, and they do something funny. And or even Shanky would be great. But I think Ricochet. Ricochet is that you get them and you might just hit gold. You might, you might, you might miss. But I think that Ricochet can't be a baby face forever. He can probably switch it up. I think it'd be wonderful because I, as I'm looking through all these people who are not like doing anything, you could add an Aaliyah. You could add, you know, like also, it's I guess, Mace, a maximum Mace, male Sora, model. The two that have been doing on the live events. But like yeah. you could, you could, I mean, and they say maximum male models. They should just do something maximum models or whatever, but that's fine. I mean, they're not going to put a champ in there, but you could put other people in there that are handsome. You know what I mean? And just like, or gorgeous or pretty, or like, there's so many people that you could, you could, when I look at this Max Dupree thing, I think that it's a great way to, to overserve the people that are underserved a lot of the times, but you also could go up against, imagine if you have a, like a faction that you could take seriously with this maximum male model thing. If you get like a couple of real people in there, then you could go and go, Hey, Cody. You know, you used to be dashing. You're a handsome man. Your dad wanted you to be a movie star. And then, of course, like on that off time where Cody can't be in the main event. Ricochet Cody. You know what I mean? You could do something. Oh, here's another one. Juggernaut hitting it out of the park today. Pretty deadly. I agree. I agree. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. I say yes, boy all the time to my son, all the time when he's uh, doing something. I go, yes, boy. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Pretty deadly. Wonderful. You can take that to the bank because I think. It works. The problem I think is going to be is that LA Knights he has to get the opposite of like lifts. He has to like slump down and he either has to get guys that are high, you know, bigger than him or wider than him. Because if he's bigger than the people he's managing, you're going to run into a, a problem. Yeah. But that's here nor there. But I think pretty Ricky is, is the focal point of this entire thing. That's what I would love to see. So, so that's my hope. A quick note before we go to the comeback is I think this is probably like the 50th time you have done a hope where Ricochet turns heel. Oh, yeah. So it's just one of those where you just keep throwing it against the wall. Sometimes like, I agree. I think this is actually the perfect way to do it because having Max Dupree as his mouthpiece, like like we know Ricochet delivers everywhere else. So that would that's actually a really good hope now. So I like it. But you know what? It's time to go to the comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Speaking of someone who's uh you know, debuted as a manager on the main roster, which I know is a big point of contention for people. They're mad about the Adam Cole one, but it's like, hey, Ludwig has debuted as uh, Gunther's pretty much like manager for the first month, month and a half they've been on TV. But Ludwig got in the ring on Friday in WrestleMania. And what happened? He definitely wrestled and he definitely got a victory. Thank you. So here's the thing like this. I'm obviously going to Ludwig because, you know, I've been a fan of this guy since they signed him. He was an UK brought over. Like, I think he's incredible on the ring. I think he has great facial expressions, as you see by the, the gifs that he's made and stuff. I just I think across the board, he's amazing. And I think it's like this duo has been perfect. I love everything about it. The music, everything. I love they had him wrestle. Um, but my big contention is people complaining about Vince wanting to take these really, really good top NXT guys and having them start as mouthpieces on the main roster. Like, 
I don't think that's a bad thing because I think the most important thing is like, especially for the audience that is uh, already knows them, you're getting them on the bigger level now. So you already know they can wrestle, but it's for the new audience seeing like you're getting to know these guys through the entertainment aspect and they're getting themselves over. And then when you see them in the ring, you're like, Oh, this guy can go too. suddenly you have a newfound respect for him. And over time, it'll just become natural that he's like a wrestler. But I think showing Vince and the WWE universe, you have the chops to perform as an entertainer on the biggest stage on SmackDown, which is the bigger show. It like just endears you quicker. So it's one of those things. Like I don't see it as a negative that Vince wanted to bring Adam Cole up and have him manage Keith Lee to start. If you believe that is true. Um, I don't have a problem with that because here's the thing. If you're that damn good, you're going to get a shot in the ring anyways. And Ludwig, not really a guy you'd put on a level of Adam Cole. He's been a really good tag team wrestler, but never really seen him on his own in WWE, not even NXT. So the fact that he gets out there and they made it a point that he got the pin and not Gunther, the big monster they're pushing, tells you that was probably Vince being like giving him a nod, being like, I appreciate what you're doing. It's not going unnoticed, and I believe in you. So to me, that is comeback worthy. I'm a big fan of Ludwig Kaiser, and I'm glad he got the big win on SmackDown. I was surprised. I jumped out of my seat for that because I, I assumed, I assumed, you just assumed Gunther. Gunther would kill someone. Yeah, yeah exactly. And again, good television, right? Good television. Speaking of good television, great television even, uh, Liv Morgan picks up the big dub over Rhea, which I did not expect. I thought, of course, there'd be some DQing. There'd be something else. But we always – I've been hard on Liv Morgan in general, uh, thinking that she's just – she's the almost. She's just – she's not there. She's going to kind of get to the top but not she's really. She's an overachiever, man. She really But uh, she got a huge victory here. And again, when I watched it, I went, oh, like that – to me, that was like – that was a signature victory. Like she worked her butt off in that match. And I, I, I'm, I'm very hard on, on people in general. And I thought that this was a great comeback win for her. Uh, it sets up what happens for Sunday. I'm a, I'm a little iffy on what happens on Sunday. But uh, they did a great job here. I thought it was odd to have, uh, you know, what happened outside. But – it is what it is. It doesn't take away from it. And, of course, Liv and AJ together makes it like a coaching scenario. So I think that showed, like, if she's with the right people, she can get to where she needs to go. AJ and Finn. Finn runs a freaking wrestling school, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're going to go and do something special. So I think that that's really cool. So she gets my comeback. She deserves it. She worked her butt off on that one. And I think, you know, I'm not a Liv guy. I mean, I want to see her succeed, but, I mean, she's not one of my favorites. But I can see why she is, and she's she's done a great job. And I just wanted to call myself on the carpet there because she deserves it. So that is my comeback. Good comeback. I love it because Liv is per like she's an overachiever. So we saw it. even when she was in NXT, what it seemed like forever. She was never someone picking up wins. She was just out there, but she got herself over because there's something about her. Some people just have something, and she doesn't have the size. She doesn't like she doesn't have it all, but she just has found a way to succeed. So yeah, I think it's exciting too. Her and Rhea have great chemistry. So I don't mind that we've seen them in the ring so much because this feud is just fun, man. This, this, this feud is all fan service. So I'm all for it. And WrestleMania, we're going to get to those hell in a cell predictions in a moment, but right now we're going to the big old finish. And uh, quickly before we get there on SmackDown, the note is uh, maybe this is what SmackDown is missing is Madcap returns to confront Corbin. I hope they change his name and his, his attire because the spenders can't be taken seriously. Now we need to make him serious. Maybe he's wearing jorts. I don't know. But he needs to not wear Docker suspenders. That's what he's going to have to wear. It's weird. It's weird. Who, it and, is and, weird. I don't mind he, it as much, but I, I he's do. He's wrestling in moccasins, too. That's a weird thing, too. And and, and weird socks. It just it, it it looks nice. It's not wrestling attire. That's all. That's Nestle. all. Fashion expert, Adam Nessel. Well, you now, know, uh, who the fuck is Adam first off? Secondly, this jacket is the bomb. Everybody loves it. Everybody wishes they had a powder blue suit jacket. It's because I've won predictions last year. Let's you ain't winning this year, baby. Hashtag TJJC. Tied for first on the standings after a uh, big double or nothing. Nestlemania, we Having go to N NXT tonight, uh, Tuesday. If you're listening, it already happened. But I only saw two matches advertised. We have Cora Jade and Electra Lopez and Cameron Grimes versus Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier has a really awesome entrance. I just love his entrance. It really is. It's good. It's a cool looking thing. And I, I don't know how that'll transpire to the main roster someday, but it'd be it'd be cool. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Pac, just a little bit. I don't know what it is about him. It's a very much. I mean, they kind of have the similar look. It's a, it's a look. It's Maybe it's the feel. I don't know. It's just like it, they parade him out like that. But anyway, Nathan Frazier, definitely not going to get a W here, but. He's going to do an, an impressive move or two that I will it'll enjoy. Uh, Alexa Lopez, I can't say enough good things about her, but uh, I feel like she's going to get – I mean, hopefully she squashes Cora Jade like the bug that she is. I would That's highly doubt it because uh, Cora is one of their bigger stars. She's getting oh. a push. Uh, and 
Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, before we get to Hell in a Cell, we do have two quick dynamite matches. Undisputed Elite taking on Jurassic Express. Who cares? And then Scorpio Sky defending the TNT Championship against Dante Martin in what will probably be a very, very good match. There was, a, I don't know, this must have been fake, but it said CM Punk versus Moxley on Dynamite, which I thought that was kind of like mm, a... Could be a dark match. Pfft, who knows? I don't know. I just, it's odd to me if that that's right out of the gate, but... Definitely fake. I don't care about either of those matches, I'll be honest with you. Wow. Uh, I care about Sky Dante because I like good wrestling. Apparently you don't. I do. I just I just know that Sky's going to win and Dante's well, going to do no some shit. ridiculous... Oh, WrestleMania, hold the phone. I literally... So I'm glad I did this because I just refreshed the uh, match card for this Sunday and they apparently have officially added the tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships between the Usos and Shinsuke Nakamura and Riddle. We were going to uh, pick this match anyways because we figured it would be added on SmackDown, but apparently they must have tweeted out while we were recording. So why not start right there, Nestlemania? We have Usos versus... Uh, the hodgepodge of Shinsuke and Riddle for the titles. Who you got? Well, it's definitely going to be Usos because yep. they just fucking won the thing. So, I mean, you know, you got to put that there. Yep. There's, no, there's not really any discussion. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, why would we even bother talking about it? Is this main event or does Cody Seth main event? Oh, Cody Seth. It's Hell in a Cell, baby. Hell in a I, Cell. I agree. I agree. Uh, next up, we have the six-person mixed tag team match that we were just talking about a few moments ago. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Liv Morgan, uh, Too Sweet, taking on the Judgment Day of Edge, who will be there on Sunday against Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley. I mean, this feud is all about building the Judgment Day. As much as I love my babyface team, they are being built to lose to the Judgment Day. I don't disagree with you. I think that Judgment Day picks up a big W here. I would even go as far as saying that uh, maybe, just maybe, we have a, a maybe a turn here. Who but pins who? I think that the uh, the I mean, here's what I think: Edge pins AJ Styles. I think that that is wow what we're doing. I mean, maybe Finn, but Edge has to get the victory somehow. There, I Edge was thinking that like maybe like AJ pins Finn, but I was also thinking if you believe in like the reverse magic, since Liv got the win, maybe they put Rhea over Liv, or who knows? There's a lot of different ways they could go. I do, I do. My gut told me Edge immediately, but like thinking about it a little bit, maybe it does go Rhea. So I'll go Rhea Liv just so we're different. Not that that matters. Not but, that that matters. Not a yeah. bonus point here, but no, I understand. Next up, singles match for the United States Championship. Theory defends against Mustafa Ali. Give me theory. Theory as well. I think that the, we talked about this is a uh, a scenario which in which uh, Theory has to win, but also Ali cannot. I would. Would you be okay with a with a like a, a countout victory or a DQ or something here, or is it that's not enough for you? Yeah, I think I think Theory's going to cheat to win somehow. He's no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying if Ali won, but won by no, I don't win. want I don't want Ali to win at all. Period. Like, at okay. all. like, I think Theory's going to, like, cheat, whether it's grabbing the tights or using an object when the ref isn't looking, or who knows, maybe there's outside interference, maybe Chopper gets involved or something again, sure. since he's been randomly attacking him. Like, I just, I I think you just, Ali has to keep, like, piling up the losses, because I think that's how you build the baby face. Next up, we have a singles match between Ezekiel and Kevin Owens. This is a big opportunity in WrestleMania for Ezekiel to show us that when he became his younger brother, he learned to wrestle. I mean, he knows how to wrestle. He just doesn't know how to wrestle every day. I I would go KO wins here. Uh, really? I would think that... So here's the thing. KO needs a victory over this because if Ezekiel wins, it just continues. I feel like I just wanted to... like. I'm I'm willing this to be a KO, but if you want to tell me Ezekiel, go ahead. I, I'm I, I'm picking Ezekiel because I feel like he needs it more because he's the returning guy. Like we know KO's invincible. I think Ezekiel, like unless if there's like some weird thing that goes on, but I don't know. I just feel like there's gonna be a lot of schmas and Ezekiel will end up winning and KO will throw a tantrum. Mark mark my words, this is the only one that'll show the difference between all of us because we're all gonna pick the same things. I think Probably. this is the, this is the uh, one. I don't know. This one next up, uh, a two-on-one handicap match between Bobby Lashley and Omas and MVP. Hashtag Nestle's main event. Who don't even. Don't even. Don't even. First off, if we're going to be sticklers, and I'm only being a stickler probably because I'm a loser, but uh, and I'm entering these things in for TJ. I'm actually trying to type in the actual words because he was saying it. But other people are only saying Omas wins. So if you only say Omas and not Omas and MVP, you should not win this one. I'm just saying that. Uh, that's fine. A lot, of us, a lot of people probably do it on their phone. It doesn't matter. Are, I'm doing it on my iPad uh, while you're oh, talking. Wah, wah, wah. I'm hosting idea. a show and texting in this thing, and I'm doing Congratulations. I'm so proud I'm better than everybody else. Anyway, <laughs> you're going to pick who? You're going to pick who? I haven't decided yet. Yeah, because you're stalling. You're picking Lashley because you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me that uh, You're picking Omas and MVP? Yeah. So am so, I. 
Come on. Well, Jesus. All right, fine. Well, then that that was. I, I was alone. I was thinking about picking Lashley because I like it's his turn, but I'm I like like your last pick. I'm hoping this ends. So give me Omos an MVP. It's not well, yeah, it better fucking end. Anyway, Lashley anyway. is gonna get over on MVP. Like he's gonna get his confidence, yeah. and then Omos is gonna come in and win. I mean, math would dictate that this would win, but if it's WWE yeah. math, who knows? Hashtag math. Both math majors. That's what we went to college for. Next up, a triple threat match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair, who's on her own, against the wall, taking on Asuka and Becky Lynch. Uh, this is a Bianca retain. Bianca has to win because uh, she's the only one that matters at this point, and uh, the oh, other two can... That's a little harsh. All no, well, 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 you know Asuka's been thrown in the trash already in three weeks, but now Becky Lynch can't win it back, so I mean, I just... I look at it like, well, Becky Lynch should go over to SmackDown and go over to Ronda. Let's just get it over with, folks, and do it. No, that's WrestleMania. Slam. They're not. They're not even talking until we get close to that. Come All on. right. Well, let's Knock see. Let's see what happens. Maybe Knock it's the it SummerSlam off. thing. You Next up, what we think will be the main event, what should be the main event, the Hell in the Cell match between Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins, the trilogy. Cody's up 2-0 in WrestleMania, and he's going up 3-0. Clean sweep for Cody. I mean, Cody definitely has to win this. I feel like very much a Batista feeling here where it wasn't just good enough to win once. You have to beat Triple H three times, and the last one was in Hell in a Cell. So I feel like this is the this is a exclamation point to everything else, uh, and Cody Rhodes wins big time, and then we hopefully can wipe that slate clean Whoa! and go over to something else because we're headed in a different direction for hopefully both people. I, I, I don't know where else we can go with this. Maybe they can pleasantly surprise me. I don't think they can. This has been perfect. Let's end it. Let's just move on. Yeah. Let's move on. And they can still kind of like touch from a distance for Money in the Bank. So sure. it's a perfect way to cap sure. it off. 3-0, Cody. And we can all go, whoa, as the pay-per-view ends. Yeah, sure. Everybody's going to go, whoa. I mean, you will. All right. Anyway, on that note, is there anything else you'd like to talk about or should we wrap this motherfucker up? I think we uh, covered all the bases. We covered all the bases, Grand Slam style. All right. So on that note, thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker podcast. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. Too sweet. <laughs>